You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. You can also find me over at Instagram at TripAdvice. You can find me on TikTok, TripAdvice. And you can also check me out on YouTube. If you like watching videos, just search TripAdvice on YouTube. Now, today's episode, we're going back to some questions, some Q&A. Miss doing these and boy, do I enjoy it. You guys have been writing in. You can write in also, email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question, and I will answer your questions here in the podcast like I'm going to do today. Now, I've been putting out a lot of really hard-hitting, awesome content this month, the month of March 2023. So if you are trying to learn more about in-person approaching, check out pretty much every single episode from March 2023. We have live infield audios, which by the way, I'm going to do another one of those in the next week here. We're talking about flirting, how to start conversations, word for word, what to say, mastering cold approach. I mean, lots of good stuff here. So don't forget to check out some of these episodes I've been putting out the past four weeks. I guarantee you're going to love them because you're going to learn and then you can implement and then you can get results. And my friend, That is what we are looking for, right? Right. Okay, so let's dive in today to answer some questions. First one comes from Mav. Hey, Trip. I'm Mav. I'm 21. I've never met a girl I've connected to or been head over heels for until I met this girl in 2021. The only problem was, A, she was my coworker. B, she had a boyfriend. I set my boundaries with her, and I flirted with her for about six months. Until just before the summer, one night we're texting. She makes a joke about wearing funny socks. She sends me some revealing photographs, and I take this as my green light. That summer was the most magical experience of my life. We both worked on an ice cream truck through the summer, and I felt like I could marry this girl. I guess you could say this is my first romantic experience, and I don't know if it's just the inexperience that's making it so hard on me, but it's been two years, and I'm still not over her. I deal with severe depression and allowed myself to open up to someone and show sentimental and meaningful things to me. Fast forward to the end of summer, and I found out she had never broken up with her boyfriend the entire time, and it absolutely broke me. I'm still not okay to this day. I know you don't have the answers to all my problems or a magic wand, but I'm in therapy and looking for some advice. How do you deal with heartbreak? And how do you know if a girl is only attracted to you for the attention? Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Surf some waves in Mexico. Mav. Well, no longer in Mexico, but yes, at the time that you wrote this, I was just leaving Mexico. Mav, let's start from the top. First of all, you know the rules, guys. We don't date coworkers, and we don't date women or go for women who are in the middle of a relationship. We don't do that. These women are not single. Why are we going for them if they're not single? What logical reason do you have to tell me to go for a girl that has a boyfriend? Wouldn't it be easier to go for a girl who doesn't have a boyfriend? Well, the answer to that is obviously yes. And I can hear it right now. But Trip, but Trip, no, you don't understand this girl. I could marry this girl. And I quote from Mav, I could marry this girl. You can marry a lot of women, but you can't. No, you can't marry this girl. 
I get what you're saying, but still, no, you can't. She's got a boyfriend. And it, it shows me, and listen, here's the deal, Mav. You're 21. This is one of your first experiences with women. But I'm not going to put you down because you're 21 and young. I know this happens to guys who are older than 21. But for you, this is your first romantic experience, so you're holding on real tight. And I get it. I've had In my first romantic experiences, I thought the same thing. Oh, I can marry this girl. You fall head over heels. You're finally getting attention from women that you probably haven't gotten yet. So when you finally get attention from the opposite sex and you haven't gotten attention before, damn, it feels good. But it doesn't mean that it's right. So just because she sent you some pictures that might have been a little bit revealing, clearly that doesn't mean that she really likes you. I don't know. Or maybe she does. I don't know. Maybe she does, but she's still in a relationship. But who cares? What a terrible character. Is that what you want? Do you want a girl who's sending revealing photographs to her coworker while she's in a relationship? Come on, man. Come on, guys out there. Let's have a little self-respect here. Let's not go for women who are doing that. That's a shitty thing to do. And let me tell you, I bet you're going to be pretty, pretty cautious if you end up with a woman like that, because you're going to be thinking, well, she did that when she was in a relationship. She could potentially do it with me. Not saying she will, but you're going to be thinking that. So yeah, I get it. You're, you're having a tough fall. That's where the severe depression is coming from. It sucks. But you want to know, how do you deal with heartbreak? How do you, you said, how do you know if a girl is only attracted to you for the attention? Super simple. Here's how you do it. You ask them out on a date. And if they say yes to a date, you do the date. And then you go for a kiss at the end of the date. And if it doesn't work out to go on a kiss for the first date, you go on a second date and you go for a kiss on the second date. That's going to give you all the information you need to know. That whole little process right there, date and physical touch. Those are the things that let you know if she likes you. So you'll know if she's interested in you just for attention, if she's never agreeing to a date or she's never getting physical with you. Because think about it. If you ask her on a date or try to make something happen, she'll go, whoa, whoa, no, I have a boyfriend. And then you'll know. I mean, you knew before that, but you'll know at that point. Also, come on, Mav, I got to give you some tough love here. You're getting really close with this girl. You had the most magical experience of your life in the summer, both working on an ice cream truck and you never asked her about her boyfriend. I mean, wouldn't you be curious? Wouldn't you say like, how's dating going? What's going on with your boyfriend? Just to find out and to, for her to then tell you, well, in reality, she's going to be telling you that she does, but you didn't know. You wouldn't know at that time. So maybe she, you don't know what she's going to say. Maybe she would have said that she doesn't or she does. You'll, you'll get that information. So that, that's what you do, Mav. That's how you deal with this situation. You progress the interactions forward. You don't just hang out with the girl. Guys, you want a golden ticket to the friend zone? Hang out with a girl and never do anything but chit chat. Never do anything in the romantic sense. What's romantic sense? A date. Want a golden ticket to the friend zone? Never never try to make out with her or kiss her or push the interaction forward physically. Golden ticket. 
first class, one way deep into the friend zone. But now you know how to avoid it. Okay? Mav, hope that helps. Thank you for the kind comment. I'm glad that you listened to the podcast, and I hope that helps. Let's go to Tim. Hi, Trip. I'm an Asian male in his mid-20s who has struggled with the dating apps. I'm 5'7", in consulting, liberal, think I'm a decent looking guy, and I'm looking for a relationship. I've gotten professional pictures. I get about one bumble or hinge like per month and I and match once a month. What is your advice for fixing my dating problem? I know I have dating problems because I'm constantly hearing on dating podcasts tales of guys who are ghosting women and otherwise acting like they have plenty of options on apps. It seems like many guys have so many matches that women are chasing them. I've thought about going to female friends, but I don't want them to think I'm some bitter incel, nor do I want to be the guy that is pitied in the group chat since I don't have game. Talking about how much you don't get laid, that that much isn't exactly catnip for women, LOL. Aside from hitting the gym hard to put on muscle, which I've been doing for six months, and getting a fashion consult, which I did a year ago, do you think there is anything I can do to improve my situation? Or am someone who should focus on their career and not dating for the rest of my life? Big fan of the pod, Tim. All right, Tim. So yes, you are doing great things. Fashion consult, great. You're going to the gym, great. Keep working on that. Are you someone who should focus on your career? You should always be focused. As a man, you should be always focusing on your career. Career is number one, gentlemen. That doesn't mean you have to stop dating, though, or working on dating. But career is number one. Money solves problems that not having money causes. Money is a good thing. I hate that we grew up thinking the opposite. I'm a millennial, almost 38 years old. We would watch the movies where the rich people were evil and the underdogs were poor. And I get it. That's That makes the stories more interesting. But what did it teach us? Taught us that money was bad. Money's evil. It's, it's bad to want money. Money can't buy happiness. How many times have you heard that? Bullshit. Money can buy happiness if you do it correctly. Of course, you could also do things with money incorrectly. You could spend it on a bunch of shit that doesn't matter. But you could also be super rich and spend it on a bunch of stuff that makes you a better person, like a fashion consult, like working with a dating coach, for example, like hiring a great photographer to get great pictures, like going to therapy, right? Mav is going to therapy and you need money to do that. Or how about getting a sick house and having an amazing house? It doesn't have to be big, but... Or maybe it is big. Who cares? An amazing house that you live in that you love that makes you feel good every morning that you wake up to and and you spend money on a really good bed because sleep is really important and you need eight hours and people who are getting anything less than eight hours uh, can get very sick and it's very unhealthy and it's bad for longevity. Money's awesome. I know I'm a little bit on a tangent right now, but this is important. It's important to talk about this, okay? So money's great if you use it wisely. So that, that's why you need to be focusing on your career. And of course, women are attracted to money. Not going to lie about that. Women are attracted to men who are financially well off, men who can support themselves. They're attracted to ambitious men. And ambitious men are usually wealthy. You don't need to be disgustingly rich to get women, but it does help. And let's be honest, if you're on the other end of the spectrum of having very little money, it's not going to help you. 
you're going to be rotting away on your parents' couch and it's not going to be very attractive to women, nor is it going to be good for your life and your self-esteem. So we don't need to have this dichotomy between dating and career. Work on it all. Okay. Now back to you, Tim. I know a little tangent there. Okay. You got professional pictures. Here's the thing. It's possible that you got professional pictures and either A, they weren't good because there's no guarantee you're going to get good pictures, even if they're professional. So either they're A, not good, or B, they are good, but you picked the wrong ones. So that's possible. So you might want to fix that and experiment with changing your pictures around and seeing what can help there. Also, are you swiping an hour a day? Maybe you need to be swiping 90 minutes a day. Are you using the correct phrasing when you're messaging women? I know you said, well, it says you're only getting, you said here you're only getting um, a match once a month. Are you in multiple different apps or are you just on Bumble and Hinge? Why not Tinder? Why not Match? Why not eHarmony? Why not The League? Why not any of those? Also, I would bump up that 5.7 to a 5.9 in your dating app. It's going to give you more options. And then that's the best you can do with online dating. And for some guys, it's just not going to work that well. That's just the reality of online dating. But fear not. Fear not. You can always go out and approach and talk to women. I'm working with the guy right now and have been who's 5'8". I know that every inch is kind of like a mile when it comes to men's height, but still, he's an inch taller than you. And... He goes and meets women all the time, gets dates from approaches. He's killer. He's also the guy that you hear on, on this podcast when I've been doing these infield audios. I did one last week. I'm going to do another one. He's great. Now, I know you, know, you might be saying, well, he sounds white. He's not Asian. Asian, it's tough for Asians out there. Yeah, it might be tough, but I hate thinking that way. I know, I get it. You know, you want to look at the reality of things. Well, I'm Asian. Well, I'm, I'm short or I'm this race or I'm this height or I'm this amount of hair on my head. Well, first of all, you said you're a decent looking guy, so that's a good start. Just stop thinking about anything you don't have control over. Guys, PSA right here. Don't even think ever at all about anything you don't have control over ever. It's a waste of of your time, of your precious time on this earth. We're done thinking about any of that. Okay, you're 5'7". Okay, you're Asian. Okay, great. Whatever. But is, is it the cause of it? Is it not the, who cares? doesn't matter. Why? Why does it matter? Because you can't control it. So we focus on the pictures and you should be going out and no, do not get advice from women. They're just going to tell, they're not going to give you good advice here. Just be yourself and the right one will come along or something like that. I don't know. They don't know. But to be, to be fair, most, most people don't know. I know because I'm an expert in it. I'm an expert in it because I've studied it. I've taught it. I've learned it. I've experienced it. So listen to me, listen to the experts, not your friends, not women, even like your friends who are really good with women, don't even ask them because they might not give you the greatest answer because they don't even know what they're doing right. 
those guys who are typical naturals, they might be like, oh, just start a conversation with a woman. And you're like, uh, need a little bit more than that, Chad, right? So you want to be focusing on experimenting with your pictures, increase the height a little bit, keep going to the gym, keep working on your career, keep working on your fashion, tweak those things always, go out, talk to women in person, and don't give up. Keep going. Hope that helps. Or join coaching. That's why we have a coaching program here because we work with guys who are five feet and up. And we have helped them who are Asian, who are, you know, who, who are having struggles like this. We work with guys of all races and ages, over 18, of course. And we help them get to the point where they're meeting more women online. We can, we can pick the photos for you. I did that this morning from a client who finally got good photos and they were awesome. They were awesome photos. He, but, but there was a lot of photos there. There was like a hundred photos and I sifted through all of them to make sure to pick the best ones because not all of them were equal. And I'm glad that I did because I have a good eye and my coaches here have a great eye on what looks good. So we help you with that. We help you with approaching. We help you with a whole plan. We make sure it works. So Tim, go to tripadvicecoaching.com or anyone else out there who needs more help, go to tripadvicecoaching.com and work with a coach. They are one-on-one. That means that you will get full attention and all attention on you, which is the best way to get results. The absolute best. So check it out in the show notes, tripadvicecoaching.com. All right, here's from Anonymous. Hi, I've listened to your podcast for quite some time. I enjoy hearing advice on pursuing women. I've gone through a lot of your podcasts in search of one that speaks about trying to get an ex-girlfriend back. I hear you say, if they don't want you, you should try. But what about if you made a mistake? You lied about something. Nothing to do with cheating or money. Lying is a big thing to her. And I was weak at the time and lied, not thinking she'd believe the truth. My question is, what is the best way to prove to someone you've grown and get another go with her. I understand most of your advice is pack up and move on. I've gone on dates with other women since. It doesn't even compare. Her and I had a very deep connection from the first meeting. I was shy and something about it made it easy to talk instantly. We were in a relationship for over two years, lived together for about a year and a half. And I don't have trouble approaching women. The thing is, I'm still in love with my ex and no other woman had even come close to comparing. First, with the initial spark we had, and second, a connection. Thank you. Okay. So I'll answer your question. How do you get her back? Well, neediness won't help, so we can't convince her. You really can't convince a woman, so she needs time. You need time away from a woman who is an ex. And I get it, it's a risk, but it doesn't matter because it's still the best and the best way that you could go about this, which is you need to have some time away, a couple months, so she can miss you, so she can forget about you for just a second. Yeah, I know, I said it, to forget about you for a second. Good, because you know what? She'll forget how bad it was when you lied to her. She won't forget it completely, but at least a little bit, because time does heal a bit. And then we come back to her, and we try, if you'd like. I don't think you should, But sometimes I will give you advice, even though I don't think you should do it. No, you shouldn't do it, which I'll get into in a bit. But 
if you absolutely want to, and this is your ultimate goal, that's how you're going to do it. You're going to have a sit down conversation with her and you're going to say, hey, to be honest and say, hey, I, uh, I just want to apologize again. I had a weak moment when we were dating and and uh, I don't know what came over me. It wasn't me. It was, it was like another version of me and I lied to you and and I'm very sorry that I did. But just so you know, it's something that really stuck with me the past couple of months because I do feel bad and it's not something I ever plan to do in any other relationship ever again. So this is communicating to her in a mature, non-needy way that you've changed. And then you guys can potentially connect again and see what happens. However, and you said, quote, I understand most of your advice is to pack up and move on. And in this case, it's going to be the same. That's what I recommend. Here's the thing. We have times in our life where we mess up. We mess up real bad. We make a mistake that that we regret and it enters that little part of your brain that has the bucket of regrets. I have a bunch. And every couple of years we dive into that bucket. We think about all the regrets we have in our life. But one thing that we need to do is we need to take these moments that are painful, that are not perfect in our life, and we have to use these moments to learn and to grow. That's what they're there for. The reality is, Anonymous, you did lie. You lied. You did something wrong. And you would have done it again if you didn't get caught. So this was the universe giving you a lesson. Thank thank the universe for that, or thank God, or whatever you believe in. Thank it for happening. Because now you can learn the lesson and not do that again. Life is not perfect. We are going to make mistakes. We are going to have regrets. But that doesn't mean that you won't find another great person. That's what you have to understand here. So even though, and by the way, this can be in anything in your life. If you make a mistake, doesn't mean that you can't come back from it. You have the opportunity to grow and to find someone new here or in any other case in life, to fix it and change it for the future. Again, I have a a nice little list of mistakes I've made. They are regrets. I would take them back if I could, but I also know deep down inside that that's not the reality. We have to live in reality is that those mistakes happened. So we have to learn from them. We have to understand ourselves. We have to go, why did we do that? What caused me to do that? What pushed me to do that? How do I grow and become better So that doesn't happen again. Mistakes, as much as we don't like them, are our friends. That's how we become better. We are not born perfect. So, Anonymous, move forward. Find somebody that you can start from scratch with and not lie to and not make the mistakes that you made. And if you think that that person isn't out there because this one person was so special, you're in you're, 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 it's delusional. It's delusional. It's a delusion. It's not, it's just not the facts. So don't worry so much about it. 
try to move on if you can and really try to just remember that as painful as it is now, it will go away. All right. This is from Quentin, who uses my my real legal name. He says, hello, Max. If you guys don't know, that's my legal name. Stage name is Trip. Hello, Max. First, I would like to congratulate you on making such great content. I've been following your podcast for years, and there's something I've been willing to ask you for a long time. Okay. What a buildup. Just like you, I am married, and I think I couldn't have found a better woman. At the same time, I think approaching and flirting with girls is really fun, challenging, and increases my self-esteem and confidence. I feel like it's the same as having great brothers and sisters, but still wanting friends. It's a different kind of relationship that don't prevent one another. My question is, do you really believe in monogamy? Are you willing to spend your whole life without flirting ever again with another woman? Have you talked about this with Megan? I would be really grateful if you could share your opinion on the matter and how you've decided to live your relationship with your wife. Thank you so much, Quentin. Well, man, I'm glad you're listening to the podcast, even though you're in a relationship. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So let's get real. Do I ever miss flirting? Sure. Of course. You know, you know, do I, do I, still become attracted to other women? Am I attracted to other women physically? Yeah, definitely. I'm a human being. And I'm sure Megan finds herself attracted to men too. Right? So do I believe in monogamy? Yeah, I do believe in monogamy. And it's different for everybody. But monogamy is really great if you want to have a relationship so you can have companionship as well as, and more importantly, a family So one day I will have a family and that is what I want. And I know that in order to have a really successful family is going to be with having a wife in a successful relationship. And I've come to my own conclusion, so I'm not pushing this on anyone, but I've come to my own conclusions that I want children one day. I want a family one day. I want that. And I want to be surrounded by my kids and my kids' kids. And I think that that would be very fulfilling. And I know on a rational level that that will be more fulfilling for me than just continuously flirting with a bunch of random women on the on this planet and having a bunch of casual sex. It doesn't mean that monogamy is easy. I still find monogamy challenging and so will most men because we deep down, you know, have sexual desires to be with, to be with lots of women. And that's just part of the reality of what we go through. So am I willing to spend my whole life without flirting with a woman ever again? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I've done it a little bit, very, very lightly. Never anything that would be considered cheating or, you know, inappropriate. But friendliness. And that's fine. But do I miss it? Eh, maybe a little bit. I more missed the game of it all, right? Like that was fun. Like that part was was great. But then I think about myself right now without Megan. And I think, no, I'd rather be with her. Like I'd rather have this relationship. Now listen, 
here's the deal. I practice what I preach. I do not have one-itis. In the sense that if Megan left me today and didn't want to be with me anymore, of course, I'd be so heartbroken. It'd be, it'd be, very, it'd be terrible. Would I find another woman? Yes, and I'd be able to. Would I find, I wouldn't find Megan again, right? It wouldn't be the same, but I would find another woman and I could find another woman. So I'm not desperate. And I know that if something happens, I don't know, Megan hypothetically drastically changes and becomes some terrible woman in my life and starts to take away from my life, I'll have no problem ending the relationship. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't want that to happen. But for now, things are great. I like being in a relationship. I like the companionship. I want to have a family one day. And I can handle not having a flirty conversation with a woman in the case that instead I'm in a relationship. So those are my thoughts. I don't know if that gives you a good opinion, but that's me. You guys don't have to get married. Marriage is a risk. And I'm going into it knowing that. I'm not in any sort of denial of that. Marriage is a risk. In my life, for me, I'm okay and willing to take that risk. I also have a prenuptial agreement. So I have taken a lot of the risk off. But I'm willing to do that. I'm also, uh, I tend to be a high-risk individual as it is. I have my own business. Entrepreneurs are usually pretty high-risk as it is. So it depends on what you want. If you desire to get married one day, have kids, have family, and you feel the risk is worth it, then go for it. Because a great marriage can really add to your life. I mean, for me, I've set up a situation with Megan, as I've said here in the podcast, where it's more traditional. So she cooks dinners, she cleans the house, she takes care of all these things that I don't have to think about for the household so I can make a podcast like this, how meta, so I can work on my business and do the passion that I love, which is trip advice that I work on however many hours every week because I love it. If I didn't have her, well, it would just be a lot more coordination. I'd have to pay someone to do those things or, you know, I'd have to... Or not. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't pay. You know, it depends what your situation is for me. Maybe I wouldn't pay things. Maybe I would have to do it myself and it would take a lot of time and it would exhaust me and it wouldn't allow me to focus more on trip advice. So so I have that set up for myself. That's another reason why I wanted to be in a relationship because I wanted a partnership. So those, those are uh, some of the things that are going on. Hope that gives you some insight. Really enjoying the questions on this round. Let's do one more from a guy named Max. How about that? Hi, Trip. Great work. Love your podcast. It's very helpful. Keep it up. I'm writing to you because I'm hitting a plateau and that bothers me. I've been with lots of cute girls, but I just can't make it when it comes to gorgeous, stylish girls. I'm a 40-year-old Parisian guy, educated and working in a high-level creative job that I love. I'm not tall, but I dress well, and I'm rather good looking. Some of my female friends told me you can attract anyone. I go out with friends to trendy places, speakeasies, mini clubs, fashion week parties, where there are really good looking girls. But when I go and talk to them, either they are not interested right away or they give me their Instagram, but then never answer. It's quite frustrating. 
When I look at the kind of guys that they go out with, they have one thing in common. They don't smile a lot and have this I don't give a fuck attitude. They tend to be those photographers, musicians, promoters, insert any other cool but broke job. My female friends told me they liked these guys too because they had a glimmer of nastiness in their eyes. Whereas they describe me as cool, kind, and intelligent. Fuck, do I have to stop smiling and behave like a douche? It's just not me. Thanks for your advice. Take care, Max. Okay. Wow. Great question. Okay. The plateau. Yeah. Well, listen, I got to hit you with a little bit of reality here. Okay. Just a little bit of reality. Sometimes it's just going to be very rare that you hit that real 10 out of 10. It's just going to be really hard because those women can get any guy they want. So they're looking for the best of the best of the best. Now, I know that's like, well, that's not what I wanted to hear, <laughs> but I got to give you the reality of it. Yeah, guys, you might not be able to attract the 10 out of 10. That really super smoking like model, but like who gives a shit because they're still really attractive nines and eights. There's even some solid sevens out there. Now, I'm not telling you to settle, but we just got to put ourselves in perspective here. You know, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio can get any 10 out of 10 he wants, but he's also Leonardo DiCaprio. But that doesn't mean that there's some amazing women out there that you can have that just happen to, don't happen to be the insanely hot girls. By the way, those girls are very overrated. I'm telling you right now, I've been with some. And uh, there's some that I could have been with, but I didn't because... They just don't want, they're just not women you want to be with. 10 out of 10 women are overrated. They come with a lot of baggage, a lot of problems, very high maintenance, sometimes just shitty at conversation. They're just all looks. And I don't know about you, but the second the girl has a terrible personality, I'm turned off. Just no good. So just one of my thoughts there. Now, still, should you not go and try to attract them? No, you should. Yeah, you might want to change that up. I wonder how your game is. I bet you you're like a pretty good looking guy and you do pretty well and you can get those like sevens, eights, maybe nines. And the way that you're acting is like the way that you'd be able to attract those women. But maybe for these other women, you're going to have to step it up more. So... It's potential that you're being super nice guy, just like you're saying, smiling a lot, agreeing with what they're saying, or just maybe because of your look that works with some other women, but that's just not working with these ultra high fashion stylish or, you know, these ultra stylish girls. So yeah, you might have to do that. You might have to swear a little bit more. You might have to not smile as much. You might have to tease them a little bit more. Now, you don't behave like a douche. And that's just not sustainable. It's not really going to work. And like you said, quote, it's just not me. That's fine. Don't do that. That's fine. But then you might need to be talking to more of these women. You got to remember too, it's always a numbers game. So if you're telling me, well, I've tried to talk to like 15 really ultra stylish, gorgeous women and it didn't work out, that's not enough. You need to talk to more. And very simply, very simple advice here. Whatever you're doing, just change something up. Change one thing up in the way that you're talking to them. 
Okay. You need to be more polarizing. My guess to get the attention of these women who are not paying attention to you, you need to be more polarizing and say things that are more polarizing and be very disagreeable with them at times. So we need to change it up. I understand it's frustrating. Listen, man, if you're like a, you know, if you have a high level creative job, you do well in your business, women like that too. Women are just not into just like the, I don't know, whatever you, whatever you were saying, dirty, like photographers, DJs, musicians, like they're into that. Those guys have status, by the way. That's, that's one of the reasons why women are into those guys. Cause those guys have status. So they might be broke, but they've, they've got status. So is there anything that you can do to have status? I mean, if you're going out, here, here's one way. Here's a quick little tip. Go out with these women that are attractive, that are your friends. Instant status, instant social proof right there. That should help. So make friends with these girls. Go out and actually befriend these ultra stylish girls and then make friends with them and then go out with them. And then all of a sudden, these women are going to see you with these pretty women and it's going to help a ton. Social proof. Dress stylish enough to know that you do have and can show off that status. Get a nice watch. Get a nice suit. Those are what the ultra stylish women are going to be attracted to. And then change something up in the demeanor, in your behavior, and approach more. There you go, Max. Hope that helps. If you're plateauing, we can help you. We do that over here at Trip Advice Coaching. TripAdvice Coaching will guide you through cold approach, through meeting women at parties, bars, speakeasies, help you with your profile online. We do it all, and we're here to help you. So go to tripadvicecoaching.com to apply to work with a coach today and send me an email if you want your question answered. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line, podcast question, and then I will answer it here on the podcast. Thanks all for listening. Talk to you soon.